This is Film Podcast. Film Podcast. Film Podcast. The official podcast of Film Book. Get ready for the latest in film news, TV show news, and theatrical reviews. Film Book's podcast starts now. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Film Bookcast, the official podcast of Film Book. My name is Chris Banks. If you're tuning in for the first time, what I do on Film Bookcast, I discuss the latest film and TV show news. I also review an in theater film sometimes. You can find more about Film Bookcast on film book.com by using the search term Film Bookcast. You can also email us at podcast at film book.com with Film Bookcast in the subject line. Let's jump right into it this week. This week in movie news, Universal finally announced the release date for the sequel to the 1996 disaster epic Twister. It's aptly titled Twisters, and its release date is set for July 19th in 2024, which puts it in direct competition with Transformers A New Generation and a day after Marvel releases its film Thunderbolts. Twisters is being directed by Lee Isaac Chung, and a screenplay is written by Mark L. Smith. The first installment in 1996 followed Storm Chaser Bill Harding and Dr. Joanne Harding, who are in the midst of finalizing their divorce, and the pair reunites during a severe tornado outbreak in Oklahoma, where they're able to test their weather tracking device that would improve lead times on tornado warnings. The film was both a critical and commercial success, with a worldwide gross of over $495 million. We'll keep up with news about Twisters, as I'm guessing production will start next year. Another piece of cool movie news that came out this week comes from Netflix, and Matilda the Musical is finally hitting the streamer. Following a limited theatrical release, the new take on Matilda Wormwood's adventures is now available on the streaming service. You'll be able to watch Matilda the Musical at 3 a.m. on Christmas Day. Directed by Tony Award winner Matthew Warkus, it stars Oscar winner Emma, Thom- Emma Thompson, Stephen Graham, and many, many others. The musical itself is based on the 1988 children's novel of the same name, written by Roald Dahl, as well as the 2010 musical adaptation of the book. It's a story that centers around Matilda Wormwood, a little girl with big curiosity, a sharp mind, and a vivid imagination, and the worst parents in the world. While they keep themselves content with trashy TV and dodge money-making schemes, Matilda loves to lose herself in the pages of her beloved books. When they're read aloud, where they're loud, selfish, and unkind, she's a quiet observer, thinking up small and cheeky acts of rebellion and revenge. We hope you like Matilda the Musical on Netflix as a Christmas present. The last bit of movie news we'll talk about this week is about the remake of Escape for New York, the legendary John Carpenter classic. The filmmaking collective Radio Silence, who is taking up the remake, spoke to Entertainment Weekly this week, and they gave us a sense that they're not going to really remake the original film, but it's going to be much like the fifth screen film, where they where there was a lot of respect and a nod to the franchise, but the film itself will focus on the continuation of the story. The 1981 John Carpenter classic was set in the future, then 1997, where Manhattan had been turned into an island-sized maximum security prison. Exciting news for fans of Escape from New York, I can't wait for the... I'm not even sure it's going to be a remake. We can call it the continuation, a new continuation of 
the original Escape from New York. That's it for movie news. This week in TV news, according to Deadline, Amazon Studios is currently in the process of developing a series adaptation of The Deep based on Nick Cutter's underwater thriller novel, based on Nick Cutter's underwater thriller novel of the same name. It'll be written by C. Henry Chasen, who is no stranger to the genre, as he previously wrote the Guillermo del Toro-produced horror film Antlers in two episodes of M. Night Shyamalan's Apple TV series Servant. The Deep was published in 2015, and the series will be executive produced by Carlton Cuse through his genre arts banner. A strange plague called the Gets is decimating humanity on a global scale. It causes people to forget small things at first, like where they left their keys, then the not-so-small things like how to drive or the letters of the alphabet. Then, their bodies forget how to function involuntarily, and there is no cure. But now, far below the surface of the Pacific Deep, deep in the Mariana Trench is an unknown substance hailed as Ambrosia, a universal healer from initial reports has been discovered, and it may just be the key to eradicating the gets in order to study this phenomenon, a special research lab, a triced, has been built eight miles under the sea's surface. When the station goes incommunicado, a brave few descend through the lightness in hopes of unraveling the mysteries lurking at those crushing depths, and perhaps, and perhaps to encounter an evil blacker than anything one could ever imagine. Some more TV news. Fans of Mindy Kaling and Scooby-Doo character Velma will be excited as HBO Max just released when her animated series will debut. Velma will debut on HBO Max January 12th, and it marks Kaling's latest collaboration with HBO Max, following the positive reaction of her coming-of-age comedy The Sex Lives of College Girls, which recently was renewed for third season. Velma is an adult animated comedy series telling the origin story of Velma Dinkley, the unsung and underappreciated brains of the Scooby-Doo mystery gang. An original and humorous spin that unmasks the complex and colorful past of one of America's most beloved mystery solvers. Charlie Grandy produces the series. We'll keep up with news about it, but exciting news for fans of Velma. The last bit of TV news we'll talk about this week, fans of The Witcher Blood Origin will be excited as we learned when it's finally premiering on Netflix. Again, it's another Christmas Day special as Netflix is releasing The Witcher Blood Origin at 3 a.m. on Christmas Day. The six-part limited series will be set in an elven world 1,200 years before the events of the main series. It tells the story lost to time, the creation of the first prototype Witcher, and the events that lead to the pivotal conjunction of the spheres when the worlds of monsters, men, and elves merged to become one. Check out The Witcher Blood Origin on Christmas Day. That's it for TV news from this week. This week in international news, Famke Jansen and Rose Williams will topline a film called Locked In. It's a contemporary psychological thriller that's going to be on Netflix. It's currently in production in London and in the UK. Alex Hassel, Finn Cole, and Anna Feel and Anna Friel round out the cast. Being directed by award winner Nora Wazi, and it pits an unhappy newlywed against her brittle, damaged mother-in-law. An affair sets Lena onto a journey of secrecy, betrayal, and murder, and a plot to seemingly destroy her. But who is the real victim, and who can she really trust? Another piece of international movie news, some exciting news, a film 
just debuted in America that where it was made in Iran. The film is titled No Bears. It's the ninth feature film from acclaimed Iranian filmmaker Jafar Pani, and it opens at the Film Forum on New York this Friday. Pani plays a fictionalized version of himself, and he relocates to a rural border town to remotely direct a new film in nearby Turkey, a story of which comes into sharper focus with the disturbing events that begin to occur around him. As he struggles to complete his film, Panahi finds himself thrust into the middle of a local scandal, confronting the opposing poles of tradition, progress, city and country, belief in evidence, and the universal desire to reject oppression. Lastly, this week in international news, in October, Breaking Glass Pictures acquired Mario Marton's Nostalgia. It's an Italy entry for the Best International Feature Oscar in America, and we just got a first look at the trailer today. Based on the novel by Ermano Ri, Nostalgia is about a middle-aged Neapolitan who returns to a bustling hometown after having lived in Egypt for 40 years. Once back in the city, he's caught up in a lifetime of loose ends as his criminal youth slowly catches up with him. The film's already won awards for the Italian National Syndicate for Film Journalists, including Best Director, Screenplay, Actor, and Supporting Actor. The film has a feeling of advance. The film has a feeling of advantage of a densely displayed real-life setting and a lack of cliched old-school conventions. That's it for international movie news from this week. Now let's check out some at-home releases that came out this week. The Banshees of Minnie Sharon is now available on DVD. Set a century ago on an island off the coast of of Galway, this is a tale of a failed friendship. One day, with very little explanation as to why, a man named Calm decides to shun his younger friend, Patrick. Initially, he's heartbroken and confused, and he pushes for reconciliation, but it appears that Calm has made up his mind and is not going to take back his buddy. Instead, he plans to focus on his music. Meanwhile, many others on the island are drawn into the feud. The Banshees of Minnie Sharon is now available on DVD. Secret Headquarters is now available on DVD. Charlie Kincaid is a young man living an average life. He goes to school, hangs out with his friends, and does his best to have fun just like every other kid. His life is completely normal until he discovers a secret headquarter under his home that could only belong to a superhero. Charlie shows his friends this secret room and they all start to believe that his father might be living a secret superhero life. Secret Headquarters is now available on DVD. Tar is now available on DVD. Lydia Tar is one of the most respected artists in the world. She's the principal conductor of the Berlin Philharmonic after a lengthy career marked by excellence in the States conducting famous symphony orchestras. She's won an Emmy, Grammy, Oscar, and Tony Award. The expectations of others have never been higher, and her own expectations have never been this high. Her family has never needed her as much as they do now. What happens when a world-famous artist becomes overwhelmed by responsibilities, emotion, noise, society, and even her own personal expectations? Tar is now available on DVD. That's it for at-home releases from this week. This week in movie trailers, Vertical Entertainment debuted their trailer for Alone at Night. It's an upcoming slasher starring Pretty Little Liars alum Ashley Benson. The film also stars Pamela Anderson, and it's set to arrive in theaters and on video on demand January 20th. The trailer shows a young woman moving into a remote cabin as a way to forget about her breakup. Her heartbreak gets even worse when she becomes the next target of a masked killer's killing rampage. Check out the trailer for Alone at Night. It's being directed by Jimmy Giannopoulos and a script he co-wrote with Diomedes Raul Bermudez. It stars Benson, Pamela Anderson, Louise Guzman, Winnie Harlow, G. Easy, ASAP Nass, Paris Hilton, John Robinson, and many others. Check out the trailer 
for Alone at Night. We'll see it in theaters January 20th. Another movie trailer that debuted this week follows along in the horror strain. A new trailer for Blumhouse Television, MGM Plus's forthcoming horror thriller titled There's Something Wrong with the Children has been released. The trailer shows a weekend trip gone wrong when a pair of kids start acting sinister after exploring a mysterious cave with their parents and friends. Check out the trailer for There's Something Wrong with the Children. It'll debut on Video On Demand January 17th. Wrapping up this week in movie trailers is actually, we're going to do something funny. Vertical Entertainment again unveiled a trailer for one of their comedy movies, and it's titled Maybe I Do. It has an all-star lineup featuring Richard Greer, Diane Keaton, Suzanne Sarandon, and William H. Macy. Their characters get caught in a messy love affair that that complicates each of their children's lives. It'll debut in theaters January 27th, and the trailer shows a couple who, you know, trying to figure out the next step in their relationship following an embarrassing, following an embarrassing moment at their friend's wedding. But unbeknownst to them, their parents are actually having an affair with each other, which will complicate their views on the idea of getting married. Check out the official trailer for Maybe I Do, directed by Mark Jacobs. It'll be in theaters January 27th. The last movie trailer we'll talk about this week, finally we get the full official trailer from Christopher Nolan in his upcoming epic Oppenheimer, starring Cillian Murphy, Robert Downey Jr. The cast is stacked. It's about physicist J. Robert Oppenheimer, who works with a team of scientists during the Manhattan Project, which leads to the development of the atomic bomb. The trailer looks crazy. I think it's going to be one of Nolan's most epic films that he's ever made. There's something about it that reminds me of Interstellar. Check out the trailer for Oppenheimer. It'll be in theaters July 21st. That's it for movie trailers for this week. Let's switch up gears and check out some TV trailers from this week. This week in TV trailers, we got a first look at season two of Loki. Tom Hiddleston and Owen Wilson are back in a lot of mischief in season two. The trailer shows Hiddleston's beloved anti-hero up to no good in the Time Variance Authority. Plot details for season two remain under wraps, but Sophia DiMartino will be back as Lady Loki. I think it's safe to say season two picks up where season one left off. Check out the trailer for season two of Loki. Another trailer that debuted a little while ago was we got a first look at HBO's limited series, The White House Plumbers, starring Woody Harrelson and Justin Theroux. The series revolves around Nixon's political saboteurs and Watergate masterminds E. E. Howard Hunt and J. Gordon Liddy, who wound up helping to topple the presidency. The cast is stacked. It stars Lena Headley and many others. It's created, created, written, and produced by Alex Alex Gregory and Peter Hook. David Mandel is directing. Check out the trailer for The White House Plumbers. It'll debut March of next year. The last trailer we'll check out this week, fans of NCIS Los Angeles, NCIS Hawaii, and the original NCIS, must be excited for the upcoming three-show crossover crossover show that will make for must-watch TV. We finally got the full-length trailer for the three-hour event, which is set to air Monday, January 9th. The unprecedented event will center around a very personal high-stakes case to take down a mysterious hitman. Check out the trailer for the NCIS, NCIS Los Angeles, and NCIS Hawaii crossover show. It'll debut Monday, January 9th. That's it for TV trailers from this week. All right. Time for this week's movie review. For this week's movie review, we're checking out Mr. Harrington's Phone. It's on Netflix. Directed by John Lee Hancock. Directed by John Lee Hancock, when Craig, a young boy living in a small town, befriends Mr. Harrigan. For this week's movie review, we're checking out Mr. Harrigan's Phone. It's on Netflix, directed by John Lee Hancock. When Craig, a young boy living in a small town, befriends Mr. Harrigan, an older reclusive billionaire, the two begin to form an unlikely bond over their love of books and reading. 
But when Mr. Harrigan suddenly, pa suddenly passes away, Craig discovers that not everything is dead and gone, and strangely finds himself able to communicate with his friend from the grave through the iPhone in this supernatural coming-of-age story that shows that certain connections are never lost. Craig is played by Jaden Martle, and Mr. Harrigan is played by Donald Sutherland. I appreciate the time in which the film is is taking place. But it's in 2007, and the, the, the film starts with seeing Craig as a young boy when he starts this job working for, uh, you know, a, a billionaire who is a reclusive, mysterious figure. And Craig comes twice a week to read books to him, which is, I think, very, you know, touching and cool. And and Craig does this for a long time. So Mr. Harrigan and Craig develop quite a friendship. And I really appreciate the way in which the story shows us how Craig appreciates Mr. Harrigan for who Mr. Harrigan is. And Mr. Harrigan shows us over the course of the film how much he appreciates craig but i appreciate um a movie being made that talks about the very beginning of the whole iphone thing right because I'm, I'm very sensitive to it because i lived it and i was one of those kids who you know spent every penny i had to get one of the first iphones what the film kind of superficially touches on is that beginning you know who had an iphone um how did it interact in how did it what did it mean in our lives at the very beginning uh the film doesn't do as good of a job as i think it could have done really setting the stage for just how magical the thing was when it first got released and kind of how transformative it was in our society it, it there, there's nothing that has ever been created in my lifetime that compares to the iphone in terms of um what it did how fast it did it and what it meant for everybody's lives i don't kind of like how the film paints the iphone as being what the cool kids had because that's not really true you know no one had an iphone when it first came out no one you know i was the only one in my class along with my friend that had an iphone it really wasn't a cool kids thing it was really a whoever could afford it thing and whoever really even knew about it thing you know there's a lot of people who who for years when the first iphone came out up until really the, the the second or third one who never even thought about getting one you know and the film doesn't do as good of a job as it really could speaking on that you know it kind of talks about iphones in a in a superficial way that wasn't how it was when it first got released but other than that i like how you get to see that whoever has an iphone it quickly absorbs right that also isn't really true in terms of what it was like when you first got an iphone you couldn't do anything on it there was nothing there was no apps no app store no none of that it was really just the baby internet and the ability to text your friends in a new way uh that's really what the the first iphone was about the App Store didn't even come into existence until the second year of the iPhone being in the world. And it really didn't take off. Apps didn't take off for years after the App Store came out. And so I wish that the, the film didn't do a quick job explaining that. But other than that, I love how, it, like, Mr. Harrigan never wanted an iPhone, but then once he had one, he couldn't detach from it. That is very true. You know, I've held an iPhone since I was 16 years old, and I have a different relationship to it than I see the 16-year-olds of today having, you know, and that's kind of why I'm sensitive to everything about the iPhone. And, and Mr. Harrigan's 
phone is a unique movie because it wraps all that magic into a supernatural kind of story. You know, when Mr. Harrigan dies, Craig uses the phone to kind of represent his existence, you know, which is another meta point about how we use the phone versus what it actually is or what it actually should be used like. And the film takes, you know, takes that and, and, and furthers it with actually the phone becoming a supernatural part of Craig's life and that he he thinks of all these all these strange things happening and connecting to his life as being a consequence of him speaking to his iPhone. You know, that's, again, it's a very real representation of how people interact with technology, but it's not a, a healthy one to learn from, you know, because it's not... The supernatural part of Mr. Harrigan's phone kind of masks what's really going on with the power of technology and how it interacts with our brains and perception of the world and how that shapes our entire quality of life and what we do over the course of our life and our friendships and, you know, our families and everything. So Mr. Harrigan had a good observation at the very beginning. The minute he held an iPhone, I loved what Sutherland's character says, but it also is not true to what it was like when you first held one because no one even understood any of what uh, Mr. Harrigan explains about what will eventually happen with information and the gatekeepers of those informations and politicians and the media and uh, no one knew that that would happen though. You know, no one, I didn't hear anybody warning about any of this um, for many, many years after the iPhone came out. So I love that part of Mr. Harrigan's phone, and I love that part of uh, Sutherland's character, is that he really sees the future. And it's an extremely fun movie. It's, again, I think it's missing a lot. I think it could have been a lot better, it could have been a lot funner, it could have been a lot more of a mystery kind of... Um, intrigue you know within the story but overall it's a pretty good movie i would give it a six out of ten you know i think sutherland does a good job i think Jaden martle does a really good job at uh playing uh craig i get it's, it it is a horror movie and there's supernatural elements so i just have to you know enjoy it for what it is and not overanalyze it so i hope you like mr harrigan's phone as much as i did and Thanks so much for checking us out. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Film Bookcast. You can find more of my work on film-book.com. Just search for Chris Banks or Film Bookcast. You can also find me on Twitter at cbanksy, S-E-E Banksy. I'm also on Instagram at the Chris Banks. If you listen to this podcast on iTunes or another podcast service, please rate and review this episode. If you're listening to this podcast on our YouTube channel, Film Book Podcast, please like our video subscribe to our channel and leave us a comment in the comment section it really helps people discover our podcast please also consider becoming one of our patrons on patreon.com slash your support helps us create more engaging content you'll find our patreon link below in the description if you want to tweet about this podcast just use the hashtag filmbookcast. tune in next week for the next episode of the film cast thanks for listening everyone we'll see you then